Welcome, and thanks for listening to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include stock performance of publicly traded mortgage companies, FHA news, and a quiet end to the week for the bond market. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms and an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. Before we gear up for reported Christmas tree shortages and their exorbitant prices, Brent G. writes, quote, My family asked me what I was planning for Thanksgiving. Apparently, having four margaritas before you get here wasn't the answer they were looking for. End quote. Classic. The stock of publicly traded wholesalers such as UWM, HomePoint, and Loan Depot isn't what current stockholders are looking for either. They continue to set new lows, reminding us that the large private equity investors who cashed out on the IPO did well. Those that still own the stock, not so much. Publicly held private mortgage insurance companies such as MGIC, Radian, and Essent aren't faring much better. But Guild, with its distributed retail model, is faring better, meeting some expectations. Right or wrong, expectations and predictions drive a certain portion of our industry. But well-run mortgage companies don't base their business model around rate predictions, most of which have rates going up as of late. Blame and worry don't do anybody any good. Keeping an efficient and profitable mortgage operation does. Lenders continue to monitor the cost of the hedge, maintaining culture, and compensation given in a regular workplace. Large lenders with adequate capital, both financial and intellectual, continue to staff up capital markets teams for moves to issuing their own securities. For non-depository IMBs and other non-bank lenders, if you can't sell it, you can't originate it. Sure. For years now, many lenders have been happy that some of the big boys, such as Chase and Bank of America, have stayed away from originating FHA loans, or priced them so poorly that they are not competitive. But is that healthy? Attribute it to the False Claims Act, dating from the Civil War, or the FHA's draft of its defect taxonomy. It's up to you. Comments on the draft servicing defect taxonomy, posted on the FHFA's drafting table on October 28th, are due December 27th. The document spells out, if defects are found, what the cures are, such as producing additional mitigating documentation, refunds, all the way up to life alone indemnification. An unclear defect taxonomy could continue to keep lenders from entering the FHA market. A 2019 memo of understanding between the Department of Justice and the Department of Housing and Urban Development clarified that the False Claims Act would be enforced primarily through HUD's administrative proceedings. As Housing Wire points out, The timing for an ambiguous outline of punishments is also less than ideal for servicers who are now negotiating with over 1 million borrowers exiting forbearance plans. Added to last week's announcement that federal regulators will end flexibilities for mortgage servicers, servicers may feel they are under siege. And the industry had FHA's annual report to Congress to ruminate on, and showed a healthy FHA. Good news for the industry. Included in the news was the MMI fund overall capital ratio for fiscal year 2021 was 8.03%, an increase of 1.93 percentage points from fiscal year 2020's 6.10%.
which prompted Mountain Lake Consulting's Dave Stevens to call for a reduction in the FHA mortgage insurance premium. FHA also updated its general appraiser requirements to reinforce its commitment to preventing racial bias in the valuation of single-family properties. Mortgagee Letter 21-27 clarifies guidance for compliance with the Fair Housing Act requirements relating to appraising properties that serve as security for FHA-insured financing. HUD expects all parties engaged in FHA mortgage insurance programs to eliminate all considerations of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, or disability from the appraisal process, including considerations of race or national origin of the homeowner, homeowner's neighbors, and the racial composition of neighborhoods where comparable properties are identified. Aside from the new pandemic-related restrictions in Europe, negatively impacting economies and therefore pushing rates down, it's set to be a quiet end to the week for the bond market. There are no data points on today's calendar, with only remarks from Fed Governor Waller and Vice Chair Clarita. That follows no news of note yesterday, though Freddie Mac did report that both 30-year and 15-year rates rose 12 basis points versus the prior week in its latest primary mortgage market survey. That puts the 30-year rate at 3.10%, the highest in nearly a month. And Black Knight reported that after seeing a decline of more than 200,000 in forbearances over the first weeks of the month, the number of active forbearance plans held essentially steady this week, taking up 2K from last Thursday. Today's schedule sees the desk purchasing up to $4.7 billion of 15-year and 30-year conventional MBS, and $1.8 billion of 1 to 7.75-year Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, or TIPS. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by 3 eighths and the 10-year yielding 1.52 after closing yesterday at 1.59% due to lockdowns in Europe. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Uh, Don't laugh. A young man named John received a parrot as a gift. The parrot had a bad attitude and an even worse vocabulary. Every word out of the bird's mouth was rude, obnoxious, and laced with profanity. John tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, playing soft music, and anything else he could think of to clean up the bird's vocabulary. Finally, John was fed up, and he yelled at the parrot. The parrot yelled back. John shook the parrot, and the parrot got angrier and even ruder. John, in desperation, threw up his hand, grabbed the bird, and put him in the freezer. For a few minutes, the parrot squawked and kicked and screamed. Then suddenly, there was total quiet. Not a peep was heard for over a minute. Fearing that he'd hurt the parrot, John quickly opened the door to the freezer. The parrot calmly stepped out onto John's outstretched arm and said, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions. I'm sincerely remorseful for my inappropriate transgressions, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. John was stunned at the change in the bird's attitude. As he was about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change in his behavior, the bird spoke up very softly. May I ask what the turkey did? I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Richie May. For over 30 years, Richie May has been deeply involved in the mortgage industry to bring solutions and innovation through advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more about how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, 
access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.